Let's read our scriptures of the day from John 5, 19 and 20. Glory to God. Are you ready? Let's read with some gusto. Let's go. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, the son is able to do nothing of himself, of his own accord, but he is able to do only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does is what the son does in the same way in his turn. Verse 20. The father and his closest to shows him everything that he himself does. He will disclose to him, let him see greater things yet than these, so that you may marvel and be full of wonder. Come on, come on, can we thank the Lord for this word? And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. What a blessing it is for me to be sharing the word of God today. I always look forward to it, Pastor. I look forward to it. Every time I'm called upon, I'm like, yes, sir. I want to do this. I enjoy and it's such a privilege for me to do that. I also want to thank all the ministers and all the, every word that has been spoken from this pulpit. Because I'm telling you, it's been wonderful. It's been amazing. I mean, it's been something else. This was your opportunity to bless the Lord for these wonderful ministers. Because man, you can tell they have been in the spirit. They've been laboring and they've been giving us what God has been telling us. And I'm just so blessed. Church, God is doing something amazing in NLC. Something amazing. If you can design it, you know it's a major thing. I mean like a major move of God bring us to a place of great revival personally and corporately. I believe that the cloud of the Lord is moving and it's time for us to move with the Lord for all the promises that God has for us as a church. It's time for us and my prayer is that today and every day none of us is left behind. All of us are moving where God wants us to go. I don't know about you, but I want what this scripture has just declared to us today. Jesus says that greater things... The father was to show him, was so that we may marvel. We may marvel and be full of wonder and astonishment. I want the wonders of God. I want to be shocked by God. I want to be moved by God. I don't know about you, but I'm a desire for God to do something that will shake me in my boots. I'm tired of just going through life and not experiencing this great and mighty God. How can you be in the presence of everything and miss out and live the same way? How can you? We need to be in a, such a place, in such a position where, man, I want to be marveled. God, I want to be overwhelmed. Pastor David Briggs years ago came and he was preaching about the blessings of God. And he was saying that word blessings means, one of the words is to be overwhelmed. That the blessings of God is not just something small. You're like, eh? Thank you, Jesus, eh? No, God wants to overwhelm you. I mean like seriously overwhelm you. Like take your breath away. Yeah, it kind of move you shake you, cause you to dance like you've never danced before, cause you to shout and to celebrate like you've never done before. God wants to do that. That's why Jesus said, he's going to show me some great stuff so that you might marvel. You might be in shock. 
I love the message translation. It puts it this way. But you haven't seen half of it yet. (laughs) You haven't seen half of it yet. What has been and what is about to be, we haven't seen half of it yet. There is more. There is more in God to marvel at, to be full of wonder in and be astonished by there is more. And I'm praying that as, we, as I preach today, you're being stirred in the spirit to reach out for what God has for us. You know, when I used to read this scripture, and yesterday we had some time with our city light leaders, and Miss Amy made mention of this scripture, and that's when it popped in my head. When I used to read about this scripture, because she was telling us how Jesus made sure that his life was aligned to the Father. He did nothing except what he saw his Father do. He said nothing except what he's He heard his father say. And I was listening to it, and many times I used to think about it. I used to think like Jesus limited himself, that it was a limitation on his part. But I realized yesterday as I was thinking about it, that Jesus acknowledged that the father could do greater things than him. So he sought to follow him. In his human nature, he couldn't do most. He was still human, but he recognized the father can do some great stuff. So let me follow the Father. I believe it's meant to be the same for us today. That the Father loves us and wants to disclose the greater things He's doing. So the question then is, who is willing to surrender his or her life to discover it and follow Him like Jesus did? Who's willing to pay that price and follow the Father so those those great things that He can do, you can do. Today's message title is discovering God realities. Discovering God realities. Man, there is God realities, then there is everything else. (laughs) Everything else. That word reality as translated in the Webster Revised Dictionary is the state or quality of being real. Actual being or existence of anything in distinction from mere appearance. It's fact. That which is real and actual existence. That which is not an imagination, fiction, or pretense. That which has objective existence and is not merely an idea. God's realities. I read a quote. It says, there is only one reality. The reality is God. The reality is God. The soul of a man must contact God. And unless the spirit of man is truly joined to God, there is no such thing as real Christian manifestation. There's nothing like that. If it's not God's reality, there's nothing else. As a Christian, there's no other manifestation of Christianity except in your connection to Christ. Outside of it, you're missing out. So there's only one reality. God's reality is ours to discover this year. We have so bought into this human reality, which is not really the reality. We've bought into this level. Here, over here. And it's hard. Yeah, my truth. Me, what I want. And it's hard for you to think that there is more for you to experience. And I love what the scripture in Colossians 3.1 says from the New Living. says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Set your sights on heaven's realities. Which reality are you living in today? Is it fact or fiction? Real or deception of what really is? Are we buying into this fake reality as a result? 
we are being deluded. Pastor talked about delusion. That from what we are being deluded from what it's meant to be. This Christian life is an amazing life. This Christian life is, is a life like none other. It is beyond anything and everything. But the Bible says that the people who received it sold everything. They left everything to follow this reality. It's not this boring, <laughs> wasted, downcast, sad, and interesting life. That's not what your Bible talks about. Because when you look at the word of God, it's very clear that there was realms in God. And we, his children, have been given an open invitation to enjoy them. You read the Bible. You read the Bible. The people of the Bible had this reality, which is not the case for most of us. Their lives didn't, didn't speak of things that were normal. It didn't. I read in the Old Testament of things that are so out of norm that it bothers me. It bothers me in my core being that this is happening in the Old Covenant. And yet we have a new covenant. The Bible calls it a better covenant. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the full counsel of the word of God. Not just the four beginning books. The full from beginning to the end. And yet, you're not experiencing God's realities like they did. Does it bother you? It bothers me. Studying the Bible and I'm looking at my life and it's not reflecting the word. And it bothers me to the core. And I want this. I want the word to become flesh. I want to be a living epistle. Read and known by all men. I want to be an example. I want people to point out, look. Look at God's in that man's life. Look, I want to be someone people are looking for. So that they can experience God. I want that. Hallelujah. So listen to a few examples of people who experience God's reality. A simple man dares to believe God concerning an issue that was impossible to fathom. Builds an ark, saves his family, and becomes the first family of a new world. Another man hears God tell him to leave his home. Believes God, leaves home to a, a place he didn't know of. Begins a friendship with God that leads to a covenant that we are part of today. And as a result, becomes the father of many nations. A baby saved from a river, adopted and raised as a prince, later on refuses that position. Encounters a burning bush. Woo, would you like that? Obeys God and saves an entire nation. A small young lad tending his father's sheep is anointed king because he was a man after God's own heart. This boy was so ordinary. So ordinary that he wasn't counted even as one of the sons. So Samuel told him, bring all your sons. That, wasn't that what Samuel told him? Bring all your sons. He wasn't invited. Back then, tending sheep is still like today. It's not a prestigious job. He was just another guy out there going... But he was a man after... You can imagine him being told where your dad is calling you. Why? Just come, you're being called. And then he arrives and he's anointed king. 
At 17, the Bible says, the, actually, historians say he was about 17 years of age. Clubbers, he was about 17 years of age. You come for that experience and you watch and see what God does. Anointed. He was anointed king. Then right after that, he goes and kills a giant, becomes a mighty warrior, lives to be one of the greatest king of all times, and has the privilege to become a descendant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't have time to mention people like Elijah. Elijah in the Bible, the Bible says, for instance, human just like us. These were not superhuman beings with power, Superman, Batman. <laughs> These were not those guys. These were the real deal. Human beings just like us prayed hard that it wouldn't rain and it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. This is what the Bible says. Then he prayed that it would rain and it did. The showers came and everything started growing again. He called fire from heaven. Foda, calm down. Mm? Mm? Buddy, eh? multiplied food for a widow and his son. Then later raised that son who was dead from the dead. Ran faster than a horse. Several horses, there was a chariot, was taken to heaven on a chariot. One of our teachers in high school used to, used to tell us this story. He says, Elijah went to heaven with Ambalasi. <laughs> Ambalasi. This was this guy. What about his successor, Elisha, who got double of his anointing? Raised the dead, even while he himself was dead. The Bible said they threw in a corpse in his bones. Corpse rose up and he was like, ah, yeah, what just happened? Multiplied food for a large group. Did numerous miracles. Saving a poisonous stew, an axe that was borrowed. Multiplied oil for a woman, a widow. Called fire from heaven to destroy his armies. Elijah did double of everything Elijah did. You studied. He did double of everything. Elijah raised one child. Him he raised not only one, two he fed a, a hungry widow. Him, he multiplied it for all the prophets. Just read it double, double. So don't get me started on Joseph. Don't get me started on Joseph and how he walked with God in every stage of his life. Then from one moment, he became the second most powerful human being on the face of the planet and saved his family. Or Joshua, who led the children of Israel with a strategy that did not make sense. And a war came down just because they shouted. Then later on the Bible said he prayed an unusual prayer and God answered it and he told the son, Stop! Till I tell you to move. These are the people facing God realities. What about the apostles? All the great things that they did by the power of the Holy Spirit. Time limits me. I wish I wanted to go through the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation and tell you about tremendous individuals like you and I who lived in God realities. And it limits me from speaking about these normal human beings who lived supernormal lives. But I have one more. Just one more. That is not in the Bible, but I can tell you it's recorded in heaven. A dear couple who believed and obeyed God left their family and all they knew, came to this country and made it their own, went around preaching the gospel, had the Lord tell them to start a great church, have raised thousands of leaders who are making a difference all over the world for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
They continue. They continue to start numerous churches and are still making an impact today. All because they refuse to settle for normal. God realities. These are not people far off. They are right here. Woo! Woo! Thank you for not settling for normal. Woo! Church, normal is overrated. <laughs> it's overrated. We need to start hungering for the realities of God. Or we are missing out. We are missing out on something so amazing that is available to you. It's in your reach. Most of us are so bored. We are so bored. We are so disinterested in life, church, even Jesus. Weary, beaten down, discouraged, distracted by sin, caught up in all manner of compromise. On the verge of giving up, stressed out of our minds. All because we are going through this Christian journey experiencing human realities. Step up. Step up into God's realities today. And experience a life like you've never known. So let me finish. Jesus said, The person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things. Because I, on my way to the Father, I'm giving you the same work, listen, to do that I have been doing. You can count on it. Jesus left a great work to do. He said greater will be the work we will do if we put our trust in him. So how do we discover God's realities? Simple. God's reality is discovered through faith. Faith, and this is my one and only point, in God, his plan, and purpose. Faith. We have to believe to discover. We have to. The Bible says without that faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. And I'm going to add, it's impossible to unlock these realities. Scripture has fools of stories. That people who came to Jesus, who had so much faith, that they did things that were unusual for Jesus to do. A centurion man told him, don't even come. Everyone was like, Jesus, come. Jesus, come. Him was like, don't even come. Man of God, just speak the word only. Unusual. Because of faith. Jesus was like, I have not seen such faith. The whole of Jerusalem. Faith is what unlocks these this realities. In this scripture in John 14, what it's simply saying is that he or she that by faith becomes one with Jesus shall have him and therefore also have the Father dwelling in him and shall become an instrument through which God who dwells in him shall carry into effect his own works. If you believe, Jesus is with you. And because Jesus is with you, the Father is also with you. And because the Father is with you, now you're an instrument for him to work through his work. 
That's what it is. That's what it is when we believe. Not just any kind of work, but greater works. Greater works because Jesus is with the Father. So we have been left behind to represent him. We are representatives of Christ. Wasn't Jesus the representative of the Father? Wasn't he the representative of the Father? Yes, he was. What the Father did, he did. Now we are his representatives. So what he's doing, we do. Greater works is our portion. As Jesus was one with the Father, representing him on earth, so are we. So are we. That's why Jesus tells us to ask anything. Anything in his name. The anything is not based on our realities. They're based on his. Based on his. John 14 from the message says, From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. It's not about asking for Range Rovers. Big houses. Many clothes. Money so that my friends can talk about me. That's not what we are, Jesus is saying, ask for anything. He's telling you, ask according to my reality. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. His reality. That's how God is seen. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I'll do. In asking by faith, believing him according to who he is and what he is doing, we discover his reality. We discover it. We need to start making different prayers, church. We need to stop praying this small time. Little league. Eh? League C, League D kind of prayers. We need to step up and begin to ask God for some major things. Some great things. I need to start telling God, I want to change nations. Period. That's it. I don't want money or anything. I want to change nations. I want to be like the three Hebrew boys who caused an entire nation to worship you. That's what I want. I want to be a Daniel in the midst of such a world. Stop being here in this base. You want to be a real world changer. A history maker. God's reality is unlocked when we pray what he asks. The Bible talks about Solomon. It says in Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. And God said, ask me what I shall give you. That's what God asked Solomon. Ask me what I shall give you. Thank God for Solomon's discernment. He didn't ask for riches. And all these things, he asked God what God wanted to give him. And as a result of asking God what God wanted to give him, God gave him everything else. Don't we get tripped up sometimes, church? We're asking God, give me this, give me that. Focusing on yourself. And God is saying, no, 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 no. It's the opposite. Change how you think. Change how you think, and I love how this scripture says. It's the last scripture I'm going to read, then we finish. It's in the message, and I love how the message says. It says, instead of asking for yourself, it says, steep your life 
in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. When we have faith in God, put our trust in God. Do you know one of the things that causes us to doubt is because there is lack of trust in God. There is no trust in God. Yet the one who's asking us to trust him, he himself is trustworthy. God is not trustworthy because of what he's done, but because of who he is. That's who he is. It's his character. He cannot go against himself. It's his nature. So when he's telling you, trust me, he's not demanding something from you that he is not. So when you trust God, and then you trust his plan, and his purpose. God realities. God realities. God realities. Stop pursuing your plans. They won't take you anywhere. Stop pursuing your own purposes. Believers, it's time for us to wake up. We're missing out on something great. Something amazing. Something beyond our wildest dreams. I'm so grateful for parents in my life who did not seek earthly realities. We lived in God realities all my life. Everything ended with God will. God can. It's too much time for God to do something. Everything. Everything they showed us was about God. They were like, you want that? We are believing God for. They pursued God with everything in their lives. And that's what they handed to us. So many of us are wanting to live inheritances that are earthbound. And we are not living spiritual inheritances. I thanked my father and I told him, thank you that you are not busy trying to get to fraughties, trying to get to monies to leave me. Thank you that you introduced me to a God who owns everything. And now I have a personal relationship with him that is not only the God of my father, he is the God of me and now he's the God of my son. Stop holding on to your plans. All they'll do for you is leave things here. Start holding on to God's plans. God's purposes. Stick to it and begin to experience something amazing. Don't you want a journey in your life like the journey these two have? I wish that we, we keep telling them right stories because they have so many amazing stories of what God has done in their lives. And I want that. And I'm chasing that. I'm running hard after that. I want stories to be told of me, not because of what I possessed, but what God did through me. It's not for superhumans, special souls and souls, pastors on stage, any one of you, any one of you can receive it today. We are hungry today for your realities. I'm amazed by what you can do with a life that is completely, totally submitted and subjected to you. That you can take ordinary people do extraordinary things so just you can be glorified. Today we are seeking your glory upon the earth and we are asking as the body of Christ, as the representatives of heaven,
that God you would move in and you would move through and you would begin to do this great and mighty works that will shake the world as we know it nations are turning against nation people are looking to nations and to leaders who do not have answers and yet here we stand that we possess the answer of all answers we have the solutions to all solutions we have the strategy to change lives to make things different God I'm asking I'm pleading with you do something with our lives that is great and is wondrous that people will marvel and will reflect to who you are upon the face of the earth father I'm praying do not do anything without me do not do anything without me whatever you're doing upon the face of the earth please include me make me a part of it here I am Lord choose me find me pick on me do something amazing with my life father we're desiring your reality we're desiring the experiences of your reality, your facts, what is real to you, what is true to you. That's what we ask for today in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, can we appreciate him one more time? Come on, you can do way better than that. Can we really appreciate him?